everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. A rare Monday finish in NASCAR today, and after the race was postponed on Sunday, Martin Truex Jr., the 19 car who qualified 13th, has just won the Gander RV400 from Dover. It's Truex's third win at that track. Alex Bowman second, Kyle Larson third, Kevin Harvick fourth, and Chase Elliott, the pole setter. He rounds out the top five. One afternoon game in baseball. Not rain, but bees causing a delay in Cincy. Brian Dietrich came out to play at Exterminator there, and the Reds rookie Nick Sensell, absolutely fantastic, hitting home runs in his first two plate appearance. Desclafani the win, Pomeranz the loss, Cincinnati hammering San Francisco 12-4 the final. MLB sked tonight. Next game up, 6-10. We got the White Sox at Cleveland. Tribe minus 265, total 9 Nova versus Bauer, 635 baseball, Seattle at the Yankees, Yanks minus 150 over under nine. Uh, we got Fernandez and Sabathia, battle of vet- veterans there. 705 Boston minus 170 at Baltimore, nine and a half Smith taking on means. We got 707 action, Minnesota at Toronto, Jays minus 128 and a half, Perez and Stroman. Arizona battles Tampa Bay at 710, Rays minus 227 and a half, Kelly versus Snell. 7.40 action, Washington at Milwaukee, Brew Crew, minus 115, 7.5, Scherzer and Chassin and the Nats plane had issues last night, stranded in Philly, they're in Milwaukee now, we'll see how tired they are tonight, 2 at 8.05, Miami at the Cubs, Cubbies minus 265, 7 flat, Alcantara versus Hamels, Philly at the Cardinals, Cardinals minus 130, total 9, Velasquez versus Mikolas, Kansas City taking on Houston, Astros minus 288 is your total, Junis and Cole, Two more at 10-10, uh, Atlanta and the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 165, over under 8, Gossman and Bueller. And the Mets minus 15 at San Diego. DeGrom versus Paddock, low total 6.5. The Boston Red Sox have put lefty started David Price on the IL with left elbow tendonitis. Right-hander Ryan Weber has been called up from AAA Pawtucket in a corresponding move. Price, the Red Sox most reliable starter during a tough start to the season. The 33-year-old leads the team in ERA, whip, and strikeouts. Doubleheader in the NBA playoffs tonight. Real tight lines. Things getting going early tonight for the NBA at 7 o'clock. Boston hosting Milwaukee. Celtics minus 1.5, 220. The Bucks lead this series two games to one. Next on the dock at Golden State in Houston. Rockets, uh, that one's set for 9.30. Pick them, straight pick them, 220.5. Golden State up 2-1 to one there. NFL news, Bills former lineman Richie Incognito working out with the Oakland Raiders. The 35-year-old has been involved in numerous off-field problems and controversies, including getting arrested at his father's funeral for making threats and disorderly contact. Two more elimination games on the ice tonight. First game of the doubleheader, Columbus and Boston, 7 o'clock. Jackets, 25-cent favorites. Total 5.5. Boston up 3-2 there. Game 2 at 10 o'clock. Colorado playing host to S.J. Sharkey. The Avalanche laying 130 over-under also 5.5 in this game. San Jose leads this series 3-2. to two. Ken Holland taking over as GM of the Oilers. Next step, getting rid of those bad contracts and salary caps restrictions. Steve Iserman finding his right-hand man today. Former Tampa Bay Lightning exec Pat Verbeek will join Iserman in the Detroit Red Wings front office as an assistant GM in Liverstool Pool star Mo Salah. He's going to miss Tuesday's Champions League uh, semifinal game there. The second leg versus Barcelona. He had a concussion. And uh, maximum security will not be running in the Preakness race two of the Triple Crown. The horse's ownership says they will appeal the disqualification for interference after finishing first in the rain-soaked derby on Sunday, Saturday at Churchill Downs. And after a long delay, the horse was disqualified. Country House ended up being the winner at 65-1. to This appeals process could take months, but owner Gary West says there's no need for maximum security run after an opportunity to the Triple Crown was lost. Simple as that. Hey, we got game picks galore. It's me, I'm Cam Stewart, and Gabe Morenci hosts 
Red Heat and Rage Radio. So stick it here, everybody. Lots of fun today on a Monday. Mike Blewett stops by and a whole lot more. Red Heat and Rage coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Radio Network, iHeartRadio. Also on YouTube, I'm Gabriel Brancy. Throw it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart on this uh, Monday afternoon. We've got a couple of NBA games, a couple of NHL games. Uh, we didn't really get much into the NHL today, um, if at all, on the morning after. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the Kentucky Derby, and uh, we spent uh, a lot of time talking NBA basketball, except, uh, to be honest, it was mostly Kentucky Derby talk, uh, Cam. And uh, we spoke uh, with a Hall of Famer, two-time uh, Kentucky Derby winner, this guy's won like 188 races or something like that, like major ones. And I don't even, it's crazy if you look at his bio. Uh, Jerry Bailey. Uh, uh, Jerry so, Bailey. Uh, well, yeah, last week, ever. Mike Smith. Yeah, this week, Jerry Bailey. Uh, we're holding nice. our own on uh, the morning after. Hang up job. Oh, man, the guests you guys have been getting have been absolutely world-class, top-notch. Kudos to you and your producer, Gabe. And, uh, yeah. What can I say about this race? Um, I, as a friend, I texted you after the win, and I turned to Hainzer five minutes later and go, we have an inquiry here, buddy, and it just kept on dragging on and on, and I feel your pain, buddy. Uh, I, 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 I didn't want to talk about it afterwards. It was absolutely craziness, and the only issue, I know you've talked about it all day. I'll simply say this. It's been talked about too much. The fact is the horse should have won. The wrong inquiry was put in. The 20 horse had nothing to do with anything. It was the one horse. Tyler Gaffleyone. That's the horse that got tripped up. War of will. But anyway, horse racing, Gabe, we've been in the business. It's a lot of shenanigans. And what else can you say? I know a lot of people are defending it. I think it's a shitty way to lose. You know, it's funny, actually. So we had Jerry Bailey. I will replay the interview later. And I'd like to uh, hear first it. thing he asked. Yeah. First thing he asked, he goes, well, do you guys watch horse racing or only the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, I told him, I said, no, no, I own a horse. And, you know, I go to the Meadowlands every day. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So he basically wanted to talk whether we knew what we were talking about or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. He said, yeah, I just wondered, do you guys, like, follow this stuff? Or is it just sort of, <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. And, uh, yeah, so it's good stuff. You know, I was mad after it happened. And immediately after, I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. That's racing. And it is what it is. I mean, we got boxed in. That's racing. I mean. Yeah. It, it, but it, happens. it was a little extreme, and he veered too much. You know, I mean, the horse just got spooked late, started veering from lane to lane, and it was uh, it was a violation. And to be honest, it if it was another, if it was just another race, they would have just called it right away. The longer it went on, I started to know that they were going to overturn it. But like you stated, I mean, War of Will didn't even actually file the complaint. That's um, the thing. That's a couple of other horses that did that were also <laughs> runs anyways. Bodie Express was yes. the one that filed a complaint. Bodie Express and somebody else. Um, and you know what's interesting? Roadster got screwed up a little bit in all of this. Mm -hmm. But uh, Baffert didn't file a complaint after either. And Baffert said, ah, I wasn't going to win. He said, I wasn't going to win anyways. And I like what Baffert said. He said, that's racing, man. He goes, if I complained every time I got boxed out or something. And uh, Dwayne Lucas uh, I, who didn't have a horse, I don't think, right, this time around? Uh, I don't think so. D. D. Wayne, who I've always had a lot of respect for, you know. Um, 
I don't know him personally, but he uh, he trained Thunder Gulch. So, but D. Wayne Lucas said after, hey, he said if I filed an inquiry or an objection at every derby that something went wrong for me, you know, he said sometimes you have to take your ass kicking like a man. <laughs> That's what yeah. D. Wayne Lucas said, and he said it's the Kentucky Derby. Everybody knows the rules going in. And that's the way I've sort of been brought up in this, Cam, too, that the Kentucky Derby's a rough and tumble race, man. There's 20 there's twenty horses on the track. And that's the There's going to be some contact. And there's going to be and, contact. Yeah. Hey, you as a guy that loves animals and I, there's no reason 20 horses should be running in that eight race anymore. Okay. There should be an auxiliary gate. 15, max it out. That's my opinion. It'll never change. Yeah, it turns out the highest rated Kentucky Derby yeah. Of course. Controversy. Yeah, uh, sells. yeah controversy sells. People said, oh, it's not the sport. No, uh, no, it's just another day. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Rocking some metal. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready to raise the radio. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Brancy. Uh, throwing it down on this uh, Monday Monday afternoon. Um, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, Mike Blewett uh, will join us. Jerry uh, D. Bailey uh, will talk uh, Kentucky Derby. We talked to him this morning. We'll replay uh, the, uh, the interview from a guy that, you know, I think he's the only jockey ever to win Jockey of the Year seven times. Like you said, Cam, one of the maybe the best jockey ever, actually. One of the winningest jockeys of all Definitely time. Up there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, he thinks it was the right call. Uh, most people do think it, people do. Yeah, horse racing. Yeah, most people do. do. Yeah, it's most people do. Law. It's the letter of the law, Gabe. But here's the story. Sally Housecoat and whatever. That's this is what the Kentucky Derby is. These people who watch the Kentucky Derby, other than, uh, you know what I mean, are mostly Fairweather fans. They're not watching Tim Lico, Aqueduct, what I'm going down fan. to the OTB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bunch of jerks, uh, bandwagon jumpers. Front That's what we'll call them. Oh, yeah, front, front yeah, runners. Bunch of jerk front oh, runners. Oh, Jerry. A bunch of front <laughs> runners. Front runners. We'll get the to best. that after. <laughs> Jerry doubles we down. We will get to that. And, uh, yeah, I like Don and all. But and the best is he also called Northern Dancer about the Kentucky Derby. Like, he was all over the place that night, Gabe. It was actually one of the craziest coaches corner ever. Me and Hainzer were just like, we were slack-jawed at the end of it. But this is the problem with the Kentucky Derby. You have to change everything about it. You you know what I mean? It was called, obviously, by the stewards. They took way too long to do it. And another thing is no one cares about these hats and the features that you're doing on booze. For, for three or four hours, too. If you're really, you know what I think? The thing is, but that's what they do because obviously non-hardcore fans are tuning in for the first time. It's not like guys like Blessing and Horse Guys, Jerry Bailey, whatever. Like, they'll watch any race every day all the time and buy the program. But the Kentucky Derby coverage, I think, like, for four hours of that nonsense, it was a pretty bad product. Like, those features I were horrible. Watch. I didn't watch it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so what, don't they have, like, Tara Lipinski and that uh, Johnny Weir guy? And, like, they, yeah, they do, like, they, the fashion. This year was Vaughn Miller. Yeah. It was Vaughn Miller this year. He had, like, a oh, pink suit on and 
you know, they got talking to Tom Brady. He's giving his picks and people you don't know up. And then there's this like NBC comedian guy and NBC coat giving his picks. And other than Eddie Olchuk, who actually bets on horses, it was just kind of like, I don't know, the whole thing to me, it's just I'm so I'm so done with the, the pregame. They sell the nice fluff, they had like Cap. a B-track going. Yeah, they sell the fluff. Yeah, yeah. I got I hammered. I got else. hammered on Friday night. Uh, Bavona. Uh, oh, yeah. How was that party? You really Andy went was there this uh, weekend. Was, yeah, yeah, and we had a couple of drinks at the Kentucky Derby after as well, too. Yeah, my schedule was all screwed up, but my computer got uh, broken, Cam. Oh, boy. How did it the get The same computer. So but it didn't. I'm living with it. I don't know what the hell happened, bro, because I didn't use it. I didn't do anything. Sussman was my witness. I didn't use the computer. So I think it was, like, raining out or something, but I was pretty hammered. I took an Uber, but the next day there was, like, some sort of little water damage on the screen or something like that. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, so the computer, the hardware works, everything's good, but the screen, the screen sort of flashes and stuff like that. <laughs> so, Abe, I'm gonna be honest uh, with you, and I really like I like to use a person. It. That computer has been through, like I've seen that cord in that computer. Think about the places, the way you you've grabbed it, you've done it, the shows you've done from Vegas, room to casino to whatever. The fact that that thing's still running, I gotta hand it to Apple. It's built more like a Mack truck or a bank and Fort Knox. Because no, nobody abuses a computer like you do, brother. I got to hand it to those this guys. Is, it's actually impressive that it still works. Sorry. This is the I same. Have to defend the computer. <laughs> this is the same computer that, uh, it's the same computer that uh, was left on the plane in Vegas, even. It's been through a lot. <laughs> Ex- I rest my case. <laughs> it's been, it, it it's has been, through been a lot. everywhere. It, it can write yeah. its own book. Screw your book with Page Publishing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer's got, the computer's got chapters. Uh, it, it it really it really does. Yeah, it was it was quite the weekend. So, yeah. So we got we got blasted on Friday at the party. I wake up suddenly. There's no sound on the computer. My God, that's just great. Whatever. Every time I turned it on and off, and you don't like to deal when a computer's whack. Every time I turned it on and off, there was like a new problem or the other problem was gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like sort of random one one. I was like, I was like, wow, well, the sound is on, but I'm like, now the screen is a little whacked out. <laughs> And then, and then, like, yesterday, I'm like, man, it's fine. It's good. And, like, just the color was kind of weird. I'm like, I don't know. It seems to be fine. I had a weird vision last week. I thought exactly of that, Cam. I swear to what you just stated. I had a weird chuckle about Vegas, and I was like, man, this computer, because something sort of froze. I was like, man, one of these days, this is going to break. <laughs> and lo and behold, like, it happens a couple of days later, but I'm fine. I'm fighting through it. So, anyways... I woke up early, and I'm like, ah, it's just great. And uh, I took a little nap after. Didn't see any of the pregame at all. Like, none of the pre-show. I got to the track camp at about 6.15, 6.20, literally. Perfect time to get there, 30 minutes before race time. Riggs uh, Riggs called me. He said, hey, I'm on my way. I haven't seen Riggs uh, since uh, March Madness. So uh, I said, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. Corey was there. So we went, and... uh, yeah, went over the track, got there, big line. You should have seen it, Cam. There was, like, lineup. Uber was $26 to get to the Meadowlands. Normally, it's 14 Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they knew it was Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm taking the, I'm going to Meadowlands Racetrack at 6 o'clock. They knew what the hell I had to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's called super. I'm actually surprised it was that cheap. Super surge pricing? Sometimes it's triple the amount, Gabe. These guys really, uh, yeah, they're running a real yeah. good racket there. They know what's going 26 on. 26 bucks. 
took forever. There was traffic. It was like the Super Bowl or something, man. It was like it was like a mile lineup to get. I was like, dear God, even in like ten minutes for the race. But just like uh, just like when you and I used to race, Cam, they kept pushing that starting uh, time back and back. You noticed? Oh. <laughs> well, they sure do. Yeah, get off. You know what? That's the best thing about horse racing. Used to racing. be six twenty, man. They went off at like seven o'clock, bro. <laughs> Buddy, it's the big, it's the biggest scam going. Like every I got single there, I saw the thing. Action. It was like 28 minutes to post time. I'm like 28 minutes to post time. It's 6:18 right now. I was like, I just rushed. I just like ran through the parking lot. I got out of the Uber because it was so busy. I said, no, no, I'll, 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 I'll go from here. I did the little gambler DJ and jog. Not a sprint, but a little. You know what I mean? Like, you're not sprinting, because I knew. I knew when I got in there, there was going to be a big lineup to bet them, right? So of course. There's like tens of thousands of people in line. It's like the next race, 12 minutes to post time, blah, blah. And uh, Riggs goes, look, no line here in the $20 minimum line, Cam. So I'm like, ah, what the hell? <laughs> Just start dropping yeah. 20s down. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Didn't work out well, but we hit the Houston Rocket game after. Um, we went back last night. We hit the Denver Nuggets uh, over. And uh, we hit a bunch of props last night, including Nikolai Jokic to have a triple-double. At plus 240, and I was at the track uh, earlier in the day. I nearly played a pony, actually, but my Uber showed up before. I, I was, if I had time to get the race in, I was going to do it, but uh, I played a lot of games today, Cam. I played a lot of baseball. Shook it up. It's weird because I haven't bet baseball in about a week or five days or something. And Funny I got three baseball, baseball. picks. It's an interesting card in baseball tonight, too. Weird start times. we got a 6-10 game, Yankees and Mariners, 635. Just some nice pitching matchups there. Interesting, Gabe. Yeah, no, I like uh, basically we'll we'll save it for game time decisions. But I'm I got Captain I'm Shock with, though. I'm yeah yeah I'm not Captain. I, I know what actually tonight I'm riding. Uh, I'm little I'm a little bit chalky too. I like every home team in both sports in all the major this sporting is, events tonight. This is Frankie front runner. This is Frankie front runner right here. Like this is his public almost his place. It's almost embarrassing. I've got the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, and the L.A. Dodgers. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's about it. I'm a big city yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, like your big, you like your big city teams, Gabe. Dodgers are going to rebound after a heartbreak or two. Uh, on Sundays, there was, I think, five games that had walk-off potential, like craziness. All these, It's fun. I go on these forums and these sites, and these idiots are like, it's one nothing in the first inning. Hey, what a lock. Like. Hey, obviously you're new to gambling. You haven't seen anything about baseball. Baseball leads change about seven, eight times a game. Like it's nuts. And I'll tell you, man. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's absolute craziness, but I'll tell you, Gabe, I'm right. I'm riding it uh, with those home teams tonight in the NBA and hockey. And uh, I might not even play one baseball game tonight, to be honest with you. And I actually, I had the Cincinnati Reds earlier today, but that's it. Small card, small card. Yeah, I got carried away with the props. And I started, I started with one. It just started going. I've got, like, pretty much every player playing tonight <laughs> uh, to go over in their point props. I got the Boston Celtics. I got the Houston Rockets. I got baseball. I got basketball props. We'll jump in uh, with the NHL Hawks. Mike Lewin will join us next. Game time decisions continues. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decision. Ready, Rage on Radio, Fantasy Sports on Radio Network. All right, I'm Gabriel Moretzi throwing down to Rage of Redhead Cam Stewart, Jerry Bailey. Uh, we spoke with Jerry earlier in the morning. Uh, we'll replay that conversation a little bit uh, later on. Uh, did a great job. They even had Todd Pletcher on uh, right before. It's like uh, wow. basically we've had everyone on besides D. Wayne Lucas and Bob Baffert. Uh, on the network. Great job uh, by the crew of the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks uh, over the last week covering the Kentucky Derby. Let's bring in Mike Blewett uh, right now. What's going on, Mike? Uh, well, that was uh, really took all the wind out of everybody's sails on Saturday, obviously, but a good job by us getting to talk to people that are in the know in, in the racing community. But it's a bummer. I mean, that's what it comes down to. We talk about replay all the time. And how it becomes something that it wasn't intended to be used for. So, uh, I think you have another That's case true. of it on Saturday. You Good know, point. one thing, and, and and I brought that up this morning only that look, and we're in an era right now where, you know, basketball last week that was all the talk, right? Every team in the NBA was crying about the officiating. It's died down a little bit uh, over the last couple of days. The NFL, obviously, their playoffs uh, was marred uh, by porous officiating, and the it really did affect outcomes of games. We're in this new era now. I brought it up, too, that if you slow anything down today, you know, you can see whatever you want, really, if you want to start getting into right. it. But i got to be honest, though. You know, I was pissed off at the moment, and I had the ticket. It cost me maybe 140 bucks or something. I would have gotten back 140 or something like that, maybe. So, you know, I wasn't uh, – you know, I was upset, and I was like, God, oh, I was swearing at the track, and this is effing this, and I was yelling and stuff. So I'm not going to deny it, but I'm kind of over it. And like I said earlier, man, that's just another day at the track. It just happens to be the Kentucky Derby. Horse racing I think, is, yeah. you know, 10 Gabe, things can happen in a horse fair. race. Nine of them are bad, guys. <laughs> Listen to this one. So Mike and Gabe, they had a, they had a pick six going at, uh, I think it was uh, the last race. I think it was at Gulfstream, okay? And there was like, Mike, there's literally two live tickets or whatever. The nine horse, who who somebody with that ticket it was for to win over a million dollars. I'll never forget. The oh, nine horse, Rafael Bejanero, I think he was. He came over, and it looks like the jockey rolls off the horse as the horse finishes over the line without a jockey. Nobody wins the ticket. Like, like you want to talk about, like, that was madness. This, you can understand. It's a bad beat. 19 <laughs> horse. Oh, oh Marenzi was one of the worst things beat. ever. And the guy in the and I was working. Actually, you're about to win. The, the jockey fell off. Yeah, man, my buddy had a my buddy had a pick five or six ticket his own. He wasn't part of the million dollar one, but it paid over sixteen thousand dollars that didn't win because of that. And uh, that's a big chunk of change. And this, as Marenzi says, Mike, this stuff happens all the time. There's always hijinks and shenanigans. And my 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 first tip is not having nineteen horses in a race. I, I think we should just yeah. limit it down for the safety of the animals and move on from there. 
Mark I agree. Lawrence, who's and a regular it, it, with it us. Obviously, go ahead. Go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. And Mark Lawrence, who's a regular, he's owned horses. He had a horse at Gulfstream that actually won. It won the race, and then after the after the race was over, it jumped the rail. <laughs> it's it it split and it ran like it left, like it left the track. It took off, and but he goes, it was a miracle. It didn't get hit by a car. Nothing happened. They found the horse like three hours later in someone's backyard. Amazing. Wow. What a story. Like, that's amazing. That's awesome. He gone. That's he's just, he's, yeah. he's out that's of the last luckier than him winning the race. We'll just that's luckier than Wednesday, him winning the race. Yeah, about owning horses. And he'll go, oh, yeah, Gabe. And like, uh, yeah. he'll go, once, yeah, our horse like left and like jumped the rail and took off and was found in a backyard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, crazy shit happens at the track every day. It just happened to be the Kentucky Derby and whatever. It, it was a violation. You know, they're very near lucky. I'll tell you right now. They're very near lucky that those horses didn't collide and get tripped up. That's because Warville could have gone War, easily Tyler gone Gaffleone, down. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to tell you guys, Tyler Gaffleone for how he controlled War of Will in that situation. First of all, he's the best young jockey on the scene at Gulfstream. He's an animal. Like, Gabe, one of the best. Like, we talk about Ortiz and him. Like, Tyler Gaffleone is amazing. Like, he is so good. And I, and watch, I watched that race again. We could have had deaths at the track and stuff. He should be commended. That was absolutely brilliant. And that horse racing. They didn't down. even file. They didn't even file. He's the, the guy who didn't even file. Exactly. He's the guy who had the objection. I thought the whole thing was crazy. That's why. But anyway. Gabe yep. said it. It's horse racing. What are you going to do? So I don't know if you guys yeah. saw, but uh, the U.S. Navy has deported the uh, USS Abraham Lincoln into the uh, into the Gulf area to uh, send a message to Iran uh, right now. Just keep you up to date uh, what's going on in the real world. And I nice. believe Mike Blewett's joining us from this uh, this ship. Uh, submarine, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, is that right? What's going on? Are, are, like, normally, sometimes like we're, we're underwater, clear, but like, yeah, like what are you what are you speaking on? Like, I don't know. I'm on my cell phone, like I'm every other time. That sounds okay, Gabe. I, I got to be honest better. with you. It's all it's, that's better. It's better. I, I, a little, I did, little better. Ch- Replace the microphone. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I see. Are you what speaking about? with a microphone in her earpiece or something like that? Yeah, it's like a normal yeah, person a speaks pe- on their cell phone. No, no, you gotta you gotta hold the phone to your head, Mike. Yang, he hates it. Better. Are we better now? Yeah, he's uh, yes. not. Didn't China? Yes. It didn't China. Times a hundred times better. Yang, China. I'm here, buddy. Didn't China throw over some there. missiles up this weekend too? I figured, Mike. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just stating we're supposed to. Yeah, like, remember the list, Yang. Remember the list. Tell all people. Are you on a headset or any weird like mic phone type weird thing? Then don't be. See, you sound much right. better already, Mike. I know, but you, maybe you sound worse <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, it's not about you. It's about the listener. I, I hear you. So let's, let's, all right. I, br- I got it together uh, now. Hopefully the listener's uh, right, now experience we can is greatly your improved. Your all right. So uh, I love Monday. What's uh, your take on your, on the Kentucky Derby, Mike? <laughs> Mike's the best. You can, I, haven't we moved to the Derby at this point? Yeah, yeah no. Okay. So right decision. Well, and uh, it is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? It, it sucked. It would. And I'll tell you another thing. The ratings were great. The ratings went up with the controversy. And now everyone's yeah. going to be watching next year's Kentucky Derby even more so. Uh, because, ooh, what's going to happen, only, right? The only thing I'd say, the only thing I conclude with is that 
I started with one of the color commentators the other day. Like you can obviously in many, many races file protests and we see it happen and, and horses get DQ'd, jockeys get DQ'd. But if, if that's the intent to slow down the film and to disqualify people, as opposed to really just going with the horse that was the best horse on the track that day and got spooked by the 150,000 people screaming at him, I probably would have gone with let's keep it the way it is. But I understand. I, I can't totally object. I understand it. Yeah, I just wouldn't and have done I'm it. I'm telling you, there would have been, man, so close to catastrophe, that'd be the end of horse racing as we know it. It'd be over. Yeah, that's, that's what me and Chris Imagine if people died live on NBC. That's, it'd be well, done. That, it could like, People would yeah. be like, 26 horses died in San Anita. Now two people died. It'd be like Tyler Gaskill, dead. Louis Size is dead. <laughs> like that's the yeah, thing. I mean, it's Guys, the front the page. It's if the great. It's a great point, Gabe. The front page it's of the Sports Business Journal this week is about the increase of racehorse deaths this year, and is the sport in crisis? That was that came out four days prior to the Derby being run. So, to your point, it is absolutely a conversation that is on the minds of horse racing aficionados like you guys and others that is the sport in turmoil because of these racehorse deaths. And if something tragic had happened on Saturday, it it might've been the, the end all be all decision for people to make. Listen, it's a beautiful sport. There's something great about the track, the thunder, the the sound, you know what I mean? The whole the night at a track, whether you're at a low-level track like Georgian Downs or the Meadowlands or Churchill, it's great. It's like being in a ballpark. But, yeah. and as someone that owned a horse and somebody that sort of saw this and already kind of knew it already, really, one of the reasons I'm kind of glad to be out of it is because of the whole overall cruelty of the whole thing. I don't think our horse liked being stuck in a little thing, trailer, with with uh, in the highway stuck in traffic for four hours one night cam you know what I mean like That's the cool. yeah like the whole look at man what was that horse Red Baron man they ran that horse to death the horse died Red Bugler Red Bugler Red Bugler they ran him to death yeah. get a heart yeah, attack in a barn hard. after a race yeah. and I get it animals die but the thing is even people that sort of love the animals it's it's a bad business man and it's a money pit there's bad people in it it's just it's beautiful, but it isn't. I guess, you know, it's hard to describe, but I, it's a lot like boxing, I guess. But, you know, at least boxing, boxers, like, choose it. <laughs> like, the horse doesn't choose it. <laughs> I mean, people, oh, these horses get treated great. Eh, not really. They don't. Like, and then after when they're done, they really don't. And overall, like, like put it this way, like, 26 horses are dead at San Diego. Who seems to really care that much? You know what I mean? Who's really doing anything about it? And they have no answer for it. It's like guys, like you, you have a horse dying every day on your on your track here. Like, what's going on? Right, Anytime but a horse right. is happy is when he's uh, going out to stud, Gabe. Eater, eater. Yeah. Party time. That's that's when things are fun. You know. I personally think they should run on grass only. I would I, soften it. I don't the surface. Yeah. 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 Like yeah there's there's certain things I think you could do for the horse, but overall it's, it's random, man. You put 20 beasts. We're talking about monster animals, man. They're going 37, 38 miles an hour. 1,200 pounds. Stuff's going to happen. Yeah. 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 yeah, They're big. They're big. I'll tell you this, though, Gabe. I I didn't find this out till afterwards, and we don't like to give uh, 
props to books or whatever, but I heard uh, that Mr. Green paid out for both bets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone paid out. Bet online, bet 365, everybody. You know who did it? The metal ass. I know, because you're at the track. They'll never pay that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, our boy Riggs. Our boy Riggs hit it, actually. Riggs actually had him. Oh. Wow. Only, only two bucks, though. Oh, two bucks. He bet on every horse, hoping for, like, a long shot. Uh, he, he got it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code with FNTSY for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather, fantasy projections, and the use of the same Daily Roto lineup officers that have produced millions of DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTY for a special 10% discount today. Oh, get to a little DFS a little bit later on. Uh, Mike Blewett uh, with us. So um, NBA playoffs this evening. We're back at it. We have Boston and Milwaukee and then uh, Golden State and Houston. Big game. A big game across the board, but it uh, feels like, uh, you know, that Golden State-Houston series is the one that everybody's uh, looking forward to and talking all the time, along with Kawhi Leonard's dominance. And uh, what, what he's doing is just next-level stuff uh, right now. Sure uh, Mike Blewett was in Philadelphia uh, for game three, so he's at the wrong game. Yeah, he should have been there for yeah. game four. Wrong one, but uh, Mike Blewett. Uh, what was uh, what were you doing in Philadelphia game? What, what, I'm around the Sixer Raptor game. So I I am a huge NBA fan, as are you guys. But I also just happen to know a lot of people that work for the Sixers. So um, I had a ticket and made a run down from New York. Uh, they were back the same night. Um, great atmosphere. They do a really great job in Wells Fargo Arena of just really getting the crowd hyped up. And obviously for the whole crowd, it was a really big game. Embiid played. Tremendously, while Kawhi plays played great in that game too. Lowry was a dud in that game, and uh, Philly was able to just sort of outlast them. But uh, the crowd is in love with Joel Embiid. That's the one thing you can tell very plainly, whether it's on TV and especially in person. They love Embiid. They love the antics. They love the goofiness. They love all that stuff. It's funny too because they would hate it. You know, it's very un-Philly-like if it was another player and another. Uh, I guess it's fitting. That they love him because uh, he, it's we know he loves himself uh, as yeah. well. And listen, it was a great game that he played, and I didn't criticize him for like the dancing and all that type of stuff. As you stated, yeah. when you blow the other team out, you earn that right. To, to yeah. and you know, and the, the the team feeds off him, the crowd feeds off him. You're right. That's it's right. very he's very very contagious, uh, but he's also very inconsistent. And, you know, we could talk about the reasoning why, oh, he's hurt, oh, he's got food, you know what I mean? It just seems like there's always something. And, you know, it's interesting because the other night it was the game you were at, and 
um, Mark Jackson said uh, one of the best of all time as he was checking out of the game. And Van Gundy lost it. Van Gundy said, what? And he said, one of the best of all time. And Van Gundy said, no, 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 no. He said, pump the brakes. He said, don't insult uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Akeem Olajuwon, Bill Walton, Shaquille O'Neal, Patrick Ewing. He just went off and he goes, best of all time. And uh, he was talking about centers. He's like, uh, he's like, come on. Here, here's the names at the end. Oh, he got mad. <laughs> I get mad. Yeah, that's you know, stupid. It is. That's stupid. insane. I mean, Embiid's a good young yeah. player. He's not even like, yeah. When when he's on, he's on, Mike. But he's rarely on. Uh, okay, he goes. Uh, it'll be a crime if he leaves the game, barring an injury, not being compared to the best big man in the game that's ever played the game. He's in that discussion, says Mark Jackson during the broadcast. No. Van Gundy, no. pump the brakes. Pump your brakes. No, 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 no. We're not doing this to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to Will Chamberlain, to Bill Russell, to Shaquille O'Neal, to Akeem Olajuwon, to David Robinson, to Patrick Ewing. Pump your brakes. I'm with (laughs) Van Gundy on this one. I'm with him. Yeah. So here's the reality. Embiid's game lines up so well with what modern NBA players are going to look like and how they're going to keep pushing to the next level. And if he is able to be consistent, which he isn't, as you correctly stated, then we're going to talk about him being a lockdown superstar. He isn't even that right now because he's inconsistent. I can't put him in the top five in the NBA. Potential, sure. But he hasn't been on he wasn't on the court for the first two years of his career. And then he's inconsistent even within this series. And then unless he continues to do that consistently through seasons and certainly through playoff seasons, then it's not, it's not a discussion. What really bothers me a lot of times is, and this happens both negatively and positively, is we talk about guys and game to game, and if somebody like LeBron, it's almost possession to possession, it's a referendum on how good or bad a player they are. Can we just look at the totality of it and say, yeah, he's great, but he's inconsistent. And until he's consistent, I can't mention him with those other names. That well, that's, that's a good point that you raise. And it's something that's bothered me. And Well, it's, it's an overall modern media thing. It's an attention deficit yeah. thing. It's a social media thing where you're oh, judged on a shot. Yeah, a you shot. talk about it in baseball. Five innings, oh, that brilliant performance. Before guys are going out there, their arms are almost falling. Yeah. Me and you talk about that all the time. It's a different world that we're living with different standards. It's just very but different. We're seeing this. We see this as a whole. I mean, you know, 48 hours ago, the Toronto Raptors were gutless bastard chokers, Mike. You know what I mean? That's right. That we're done. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry has a back there. He's number one trending topic on, on Twitter, even in New York City. And every, you know, a bunch of gift. Kyle Lowry there. I saw that fat guy missing baskets. You know, that gift that's up there now everywhere. Yet when Kyle Lowry takes a charge and has 14 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds and plays awesome defense all game, these low-life trolls are nowhere to be found. And then it's move on to the right. next player that sucks, right? Oh, now Lillard and McCollum can't get it done. I don't know. Last four days ago, Lillard was the best player of the NBA. Oh, he's better than Durant. Oh, he's the best. Look at what Lillard did. Oh, oh. Westbrook's a piece of crap. Lillard's amazing. Now it's like, Steph oh, Curry Lillard in, in a playoff series. Yeah. Right? It never was these jackets. I'm guilty, right. Gabe, of the r- ripping Raptors for game three, except for Leonard. But, uh, you know, I thought their performance oh, was I ripped gutless. them too. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. So game four was a lot better. 
<laughs> yeah. Not trolling, but I mean, it's not to be fair. The only thing I say, Larry, Gabe, the, the only thing I'd say about Larry is that we we have seen Larry, fortunately, over time, have some real duds be terribly inconsistent throughout the playoffs. So now you have to give the guy credit when he plays a really good game like he did yeah, yesterday. But people but didn't give him credit when he dropped punch one. That's right. Yeah. No. Like they, they did it. They're right? just it's waiting just, to bang oh, on him to as opposed to giving credit. Yeah, it's but it's the modern it's the modern stuff, right? Um, that sure. you know, it's part of the deal though. You know, these guys make a lot of money. It's part of it, but that's just a modern fan, right? It's then it's so more guys get sucked into that. It's not a fan. Jackson wants to be a coach in the NBA again and keep chop sure. on ABC, so they morph into these suck ups. Yeah. Everyone's the best. Everyone's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you what know, happened with John Gruden. Yeah, Van Gundy tells it like it is because I don't think he cares. Um, so, yeah. and he yeah. sort of carved out the little dish as the grumpy guy. And the other guys on TNT, it's different. I don't know. They've carved out something special on that, you know, the Chuck Kenny, uh, yeah. Shaq, whatever. Shaq's just there, but uh, yeah. I should say uh, Kenny and Chuck. But anyways, uh, so what do you? who do you like, the Raptors or the Sixers in the rest of the series now? But you're biased. All your you buddies. Know, you might as well I, work for the Sixers. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. You're you're not wrong. And we might as well work for the Raptors, Mike. Exactly. I'm, biased, I'm, buddy, I'm friends with Leo Rowden's the play-by-play guy. How you like that? Yeah, he's a great guy. So I there you go. So we know who you're pulling for. You're damn, damn right. right. You know who I'm pulling for. <laughs> I am tempted. I am tempted to well, say Philly. I thought Philly. you were a New Yorker. You're like Bobby Boston. You're like Bob from Vermont. I thought you know. I saw you a Nick guy. <laughs> I am a Knicks fan. What is he, Sammy Sixer? Yeah. I am a Knicks fan, but don't you always root for your friends when you get into the business? Like, on some level, you're going to root for your friends, right? No. You do, Mike. No. I I, I usually do. Yes, you do. Come on, Gabe. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I like Mike O'Shea, but we got to bet against you. And all kidding aside, Mike, Uh, this is the funniest story ever. You're going to like this, Cam, but I know an MMA fighter. And uh, he was like a minus 250 favorite. And I told him, I said, I said, dude, I can't lay minus 250 on you. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said he goes, who are you betting on? I said, uh, sort of. And I said, listen, I really hope you win, but I don't usually a minus 250 favorite. And he ended up losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on, in that and series, I, I do, I do but, believe flexibility, but when Kawhi is playing like this, for me to bet against the best player in the series is a difficult thing to do. Tobias Harris, that guy's ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. He's like their uh, Fred uh, Van Fleet there. He was horrible the last game, man. He couldn't hit it, put it in the ocean. That's the thing with Philadelphia, though. The rotations are weird. Like, uh, one game, they're really lethal. They're an inconsistent team from game by game. We have a series on our hands right now, but I think the Raptors have learned about themselves. You know, they were in the valley of the shadow of doubt. And they uh, they came out of this, and they've got Kawhi leading the way. I think they'll continue the strong play back at home tomorrow night. So before we get you out of here, Mike, what about tonight? Who do you like? Boston, Milwaukee, Houston, and Golden State. I'll take I'll take Milwaukee and Golden State. I, I think both of these teams stretch it and make make the series not necessarily put the series away, but make it really difficult on the opposing teams. Um, and if that Portland-Denver series goes seven, it's going to be a bloodbath. 
I will absolutely be psyched about that game seven because that's going to be a fist fight. Yeah, it might not. I think Denver could close them out potentially. I just want to see Denver and Toronto in the same same vein. They've been battling a little bit, but now as the series goes on, this, the class will sort of – I think both Portland and Philadelphia, they blew their chances of winning these series yesterday. They're both down. They're both in a weird spot. And I think quite – listen, you could argue is Philadelphia better than Philadelphia, Toronto? I don't know. I don't think they are, but they've been playing better. They, they looked real good. Toronto sort of had that fuck, but I think Denver is just a better team than Portland. They are. Yeah, what a shock. They look like last seven, night, that's though. for sure. But ultimately, Lillard and McCollum and Curry can only do so much. Curry will get those flash little hot runs and stuff like that. But Denver are a deep team, guys. Denver yeah. a deep team. I'm sticking to my prediction. Denver Nuggets, Toronto Raptors finals. <laughs> the NBA hate final. Yeah, they'll love that. <laughs> I predicted that cap before when it started. That's a tough. That's a tough rating. That's, that's a tough rating book right there. It's just and honestly, if it was Toronto, Denver, these guys in their N- NBA at ESPN, they'll, they'll just people. snap things. Oh yeah, they will. Would Silver even show up? I don't think. I don't know. That's a good question, Mike. But Denver, Toronto. Think, yeah, I'm gonna watch more oh, yeah, office. Denver, Toronto. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare for the league. Straight up, is Milwaukee good for the league? It's better with Giannis, but Kawhi is the same as a, he's the same type of star power, in my opinion. Can't you just yeah, give Toronto some love? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but Giannis Tron- is more Toronto's intriguing the- than Kawhi. No. What's that? Giannis is more intriguing than Kawhi as a personality. Sure. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I love Kawhi Leonard's personality. Like, when he's getting interviewed, it's all business. We're doing this and this and this. Guy asks him the same question. We're doing this and this and this. Like, how many times do I have to tell you? Like, you're not getting anything more from me. Next. Like, that. he's he's consistent like that, though, Mike. And if that's your personality, you know, I'm down with it. I'm a big, cool Gabe. Why Leonard's the best. What a performance is a playoff. Mike blew it. A little piano on the way up. Yeah, ooh. Like, Eric. Should have given him Eye of the Tiger for since he's a Philly guy. <laughs> Philly sports star on the way. All right, fellas. Go Sixers. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, it's okay. Have a good one, Mike. Oh, he's a Sixer fan, Gabe. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. You know, it's funny, last week, we were talking about Michel Therrien, the former head coach of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Montreal Canadiens, and then the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think, did he get hired twice in the same spot? I don't even know. Like, I think he might have. <laughs> uh, Flyers hired. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, is that the story so, you're yeah, You can't about? make uh, this up. Yeah, so Alain Yo is the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers now, former Canadiens coach. And many other, Ranger, whatever. So, yeah, Alain Vigneault is the coach of the Flyers. But we were talking about, we said, Michel Therrien went off, and then Mike Yo went off. 
Alain Vigneault has just hired Michel Barrier and Mike Yo as his assistant coaches. Therefore, Cam, legitimately probably being the most psychotic coaching staff in the history of the National Hockey League. That's a great point, man. You're a young flyer and you got to deal with these guys. It's going to be awesome. It's like old school. Yo's a hard ass Quebecer, just like all business. Yo's not. Michel Dario just wants to (laughs) strangle you. And Mike Yo is just like a nut job. You're all all shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're going to be back every day. Like the three of these guys behind the same bench. It's like, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And all these other guys, I'm going to tell you something. Their farm system, like the Philadelphia Phantoms, it's going to be like a yo-yo. Hey, kid, you suck. You're going back to the – like, they're going to be – like, kids, you better not buy a place, man. You better be renters, not buyers, because there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking in Philly. That's awesome. I love their bench. Yeah, normally, too, it's like there's always a good cop on the bench. No good uh, There's no good – there's no – There's nobody. Like you're on the bench here. Yo is just going to give you a dirty look. Like, you better do better. <laughs> Michel Theria is like, I swear you're soft like I've never seen soft before. Seen soft before. And then you got Mike Yo, who went off on one of the biggest tangents of all time. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I don't even know, like, they planned it that way. It's so cool. You're right. Like, usually the assistant coach is like Rick Bonus. He's like chill or something. Like, these yeah, guys, there's always man, a guy that's the, like, yeah, I got your yeah. back. Like, the player's back. I guess there's, to the coach. I mean, maybe, it's, maybe it's the equipment manager in Philly because those guys. That's powder keg material right there. Like, if you and I were coaches, you'd be like the good guy. Like, the player, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to speak to Gabe about it. I'd still yell at him about Gabe. You know, know, I I, I pull a yo on him, too. Don't worry about it. I'd be nice to a a point. Nice to a point. (laughs) What What kind of coach would Cam be? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Actually, think Brent's would be a calmer coach. You know what I mean? I'd go wild on the guys a little bit more. Keep me chill. Afternoon MLB baseball action. Not rain, but bees causing a delay. In Cincinnati, Dietrich came out to play exterminator. Pure laughs and Reds rookie Nick Stensel hit home runs in his back-to-back appearances. Wow, what a performance. Desclafani the win. Pomerantz the loss. Cincinnati hammering San Fran. 12 to 4 the final today. Here's the MLB sked tonight. We're up in about an hour's time, 6-10. We got the White Sox and Cleveland Tribe minus 270, total nine. Nova and Bauer. 635 baseball action in New York. Seattle at the Yankees. Yankees a buck fifty over under nine. Fernandez versus Sabathia. We got the Red Sox in action taking on Baltimore. Red Sox minus 170. Smith versus Mean. 707. Good one in Toronto. Jays minus 115. Perez versus Stroman. Total eight and a half. Arizona, they battle Tampa Bay. Big favorites here. The Rays minus 220. Seven and a half. Kelly takes on Snell. 740. Uh, the Nats plane had issues last night. They were stranded in Philly. Now they got to play Milwaukee tonight. Brewers minus 115. Seven and a half. Scherzer versus Shasim. Two at 805. Miami at the Cubs. Cubbies minus 265. Seven flat. Alcantara and Hamels. Philly and St. Louis. The Cardinals get swept by the Cubs. They're minus 130 tonight. Total nine. Velasquez, Mikolas. 810. We got KC, the Royals with cheese against the Astros. Astros minus 288. Junis and Cole. Two more at 1010. Atlanta. 
Hey, they are taking on the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 165, total eight. Gossman and Bueller, Bueller and the Mets and San Diego. Mets minus 115. DeGrom versus Paddock. Great pitching matchup. Low total, six and a half. The Boston Red Sox putting lefty starter David Price on the IL with left elbow tendonitis. They've called up Ryan Weber from AAA Pawtucket. Price has been pretty good this season for Boston. After their horrible start, he leads the team in ERA, whip, and strikeouts with 42. Rare Monday finish in NASCAR today. Uh, it was postponed Sunday, and Martin Truex Jr., the 19 car, gets it done today. He qualified 13th, but he won the Gander RV 400 in Dover. His third win at that track. Alex Bowman second, Kyle Larson third, and Kevin Harvick, he finishes in the four-hole. Doubleheader of NBA playoff action tonight. Things get going early at 7 o'clock, Boston and Milwaukee. Celtic small favorites, one and a half, 219 is your total. Bucks lead the best of seven, two to one. Next up, Golden State and Houston at 9.30. Rockets minus one. This was a pick em, 220. You're over under. Golden State up two to one there. NFL news. Former Bills offensive lineman Richie Incognito working out with the Oakland Raiders. The 35-year-old has been involved in numerous off-field problems and controversy. He also retired, but he's back, including getting arrested at his father's funeral for making threats and disorderly conduct. Two more on the ice tonight. First game of the double, Bill Columbus taking on Boston. Big sports night in Boston. That's just after 7 o'clock. Uh, Jackets, Jackets minus 125, total five and a half. The Bruins lead this series three to two. Wow, Bruins and Celtics going tonight. Big night there at game two. And hockey at 10 o'clock, Colorado Colorado hosting SJ Sharkey. Avs minus 130, over under five and a half. San Jose leads that best to seven, three games to two. Stevie Iserman has found his right-hand man. Former Tampa Bay Lightning exec Pat Verbeek will join Iserman in the Detroit Red Wings front office as assistant GM. Liverpool star Mo Salah will miss Tuesday's Champion League uh, second leg of the semifinal versus Barcelona with a concussion. Barca leads 3 to nothing on aggregate. Me and Gabe both have futures there. And maximum security will not be running in the Preakness. The second uh, jewel of the Triple Crown in two weeks' time. The host owners also say they are still appealing the disqualification for interference after they did finish the race first in a rain-soaked Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs on Saturday. Country House, as we know, was the big winner at 65-1. to 1. The appeals process could take months. So, everybody, hey, stick around. want to thank Mike Blewett for coming on the show. Lots of fun there. It's Hour 2. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage. More fun and hijinks coming up on the show. And picks 2 at the 6 o'clock hour in DFS. So, stick around, everybody. Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, level two has a begun. You know, I, I checked my tickets at the window, actually. I prefer playing the tickets on the machine now because whatever. I can just plow through it myself. I tried to get a prop going today. The guy couldn't find it. I had to play it on the machine myself, but... I swear to God, I played 100 bucks on the Yankees. I have a $50 ticket here. I'm doing the math. I'm adding it all up. I don't see how I got stiff because the number is all on the screen, but I swear yeah. I played 100 bucks, Cam, and I checked almost every ticket, but this one I'm looking, and it's only 50, but I didn't play 50 on it. I played 100, and I'm doing the math right now, and I'm pretty sure I think I got stiff for 50 bucks. Uh, check your pockets. Check your coat. There might be a miscellaneous uh, ticket floating around in there too, Gabe. I don't know. They're usually pretty good with that stuff, but yeah, I know. That's the thing I, know about the, I know. You know, I, like I, 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 even I do the same thing at the horse race. I'm like, wow, how come the, sometimes I always think the kiosk, like I put in the money and whatever, and 
they're usually good, like the credit vouchers. I've I've heard of problems before, like, but it's like one in a million. Like you hear, like, like I've been there so many times. I've only heard one guy complain about that stuff. So I think they got to be on the up and up. Yeah, no, I don't think you know. I think it would have been. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's just it's just strange. I don't know. Uh, very yeah, you very have strange. Maybe more more money in your pocket. That would be nice if you have fifty dollars less. You'd hope you have a fifty dollar bill, so you can go to Michael's or. Uh, you know, buy some Chinese or do something for dinner later tonight. It's going to bother me all day now, but it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it. I, those are those are the things in life that bother me the most, too. Like, like losing money. It's just, like, I, I, I'm telling you, Gabe, I've gone up with the drawers. I've pulled them all out. Socks, underwear, thrown things in. Where did it go? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, I had that El Cortez thing, and it was kind of like lingering around in my passport. I had to get it out of my, I'm like, I got to send this in the mail now or else I'll lose it. I'll, or I'll pour water on it. The barcode will get, uh, you know, due to sunlight, it'll rub off. You got to be very careful with those tickets because people don't know Ugh. if that barcode's gone, you're done. Like, don't get them wet. Got to keep them nice and flat. Yeah. That's yeah, why they give yeah, me on the yeah. thin paper. Thin paper, buddy. <laughs> They're no fools. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think very, you made a mistake. Very smart. I think the guy made a mistake. I really do. He's a good well, guy. I played in- a million tickets. Put it in a note to your phone that. and say, hey, yeah, I actually, I can't say. Can you go, like, do they have, can you say go to the tape and and check it out from the day before? I don't know. I, I have no idea probably how things could. work there. I, I got to believe could. with a sports book with Candace say, listen, I left. I'm almost positive that by accident, I'm $50 short. Can you go to the tape? I got to believe they'd have their security system on for, you know, at least a, probably about what, what do they keep, a week? A week of stuff on film, maybe before it becomes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have that anymore. Good point. I have no idea. Because I even, I think most, I even have the exact time like of the ticket I played it. Exactly. They could That's totally the see whether I put the money it's on the table documented. or what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember what I told yeah, you? You know what? When those two guys stole my credit voucher from Shoeless Joe's. They had them on tape. I had two hundred thirty-four dollars in a voucher. I turned around to celebrate with my buddy. They're, these two idiots are playing golden tea. They ripped my credit voucher from the machine. It was a great. These guys were really quick, too. The minute it happened, I started freaking out. I'm lost. I lost 250. I lost 250. These guys stole my money. Where the hell are they? Like, the boom, they're out. They're out on the street. All I had to do, go to the tape. You see them steal it. Yeah. Woodbine, da-da-da-da-da. They call the OTB. It took me about two months to get my money back, but they sent me a check for the credit voucher, and Bob's your uncle. So they thought they were going to get money. They don't. So I hope you uh, go to the tape and you got money. That would be nice. Please check your tickets before leaving the window. Please. Always. Yes, that's, final. <laughs> that's what they Unfortunately, that's the fine print. Right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I could bring it Another, up without a... I, yeah. uh, a... I'm pretty sure, man. I'm telling you, like, I... I don't like All when right, they got the print ring, too. You need a good, strong barcode. Strong barcode, please. It pissed me off now. Like, I'll always wonder. Yep. All right, I'm going to bring this up tomorrow. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports Radio, a network, iHeart.radio. Yeah. I am uh, Marenzi, throwing it down to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, where we play uh, Jerry Bailey a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Mike Blewett uh, has uh, joined us, and uh, Cam has a new haircut. Uh, new haircut, today. yep. Eight, $8, buddy, $8. Went down to see uh, my lady in the Chinese Plaza. Also, a lot of things happening there. I was wondering why it was so busy. The place was packed, Gabe, because remember, it's Ramadan tonight, too, so a lot of people are fasting and stuff. The grocery store there, I guess, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Deliveries are coming in for after Ramadan, but it was a very, very crazy day around my area there lots of activity i think uh, it's fasting time begins tonight for a lot of my neighbors so uh you know it's uh what are you gonna do it's uh it, it's these guys are committed i find it very hard to fast and not eat or drink anything for uh, a long period of time I, I don't even know how long would they go a whole day it's craziness man um, intense. yeah I, I don't think they're allowed to eat till like seven in the morning or something yeah, no water either. Yeah, that's well, the, that's yeah Ramadan the is uh, when the sun rises, you got to eat breakfast before the sunrise. And then, like, uh, as the sun is setting, that's when you're able to break your fast. Oh, nice, Yang. Yeah, because uh, the store near me, I, I usually get a lot of my produce, and uh, they got great deals on meat there. So I, I go down to Kabul Farms and, like, really do some damage in the meat and vegetable department. They're great prices compared to ro- regular grocery stores. And my haircutting lady's right next door. I can walk out of there with a bag of groceries and a haircut for, like, 20 bucks. It's great. <laughs> you can't. You but get the problem is, Gabe, the, I had a – see, that was the positive of my day. The problem was another check from the company came in, and the, this Canadian-American uh, exchange thing's really uh, starting to piss me off. So – I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, got, I think I'm going to open up a, 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 an American account because I'm getting hosed on the exchange. It's just, uh, it's like 25, 50 bucks each time. I, I can't have any more of it. <laughs> the rage just the facts. Yeah, Sorry. We'll get to you. Want, you're be, banking, be uh, happy with one thing, Gabe. I know, you're, I know your uh, rent's expensive, but at least you get greenbacks, not colored money, right? <laughs> <laughs> Money's money. <laughs> <laughs> My money, my money, money's money. All right. Um, so uh, we have NHL hockey. We got NBA. We'll get into the NBA. I played a ton of player props, and I got ripped off for fifty bucks. I'm pretty sure uh, earlier in the day. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm checking the tape. You're exactly right. Um, exactly. Yeah, because you got the time code on your thing. It's very easy to find out. Say, can you go back to this time and let's do it? And maybe they actually made a mistake, and you get an extra fifty back. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, even when I'm doing the math right now, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm yeah. almost freaking convinced, uh, to be honest uh, with you. It was an honest mistake. I'm not coming in there like, oh, I got ripped or anything like that. Yeah, stuff's going to yeah, happen. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, stuff's, stuff's going to happen. It is It is what it is. Uh, we'll see what, ha- you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the games here tonight, but. It's just one of those things oh. that's going to bother me all day now, you know? Hope you win, man, because uh, that's the thing about those paper tickets. When you go back there with the plus money, it makes things a hell of a lot better when you're cashing them in uh, with, with your guy, man. Like, that's It's important. we got to hit some winners tonight, Gabe. Yeah, we had a nice night last night with the Denver game. So we'll get yeah. into the you NBA. The I played a bunch too, of players. Right? Yeah. No, I didn't, uh, yeah, so I, did, I didn't bet oh, it. I already the series. series. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm in, I I'm a, in a good – Gabe, see, I'm in, and that's the thing, that, and I'm glad. I actually, like, I talked to Hainzer about this when he was here watching the Derby on Saturday. I'm like, I got Dallas, right? They didn't take care of business now. I got a game seven. 
tomorrow night, right? But I got these guys at plus 240. I actually, I'm thinking about taking St. Louis and letting it ride. That's why you do it at the plus 240, right? Like, decisions have to be made tonight. Yep. I need Columbus tonight to get them to game seven to be in a hedge situation or else I'm just so, I can't even touch the game. I, I just need Columbus to win. I really need the Jackets to win. Um, I think they will. I don't know if they'll win. They'll, they're not going to win a game seven in Boston. You, it seems like Boston should, did, just find a way time and time. But did you see I think the Columbus can win tonight. Did you see the last game, Kentucky Derby night? Not when much of it, was here no. at my At my place, it was crazy, Gabe. It was Boston was leading, and then Columbus at the end just started ding, ding. They tied it up with a few minutes left. I'm like, yes, Hainzer, yes, because he had them on his ticket. I had them go to overtime. But exactly what you said. Boston scored with like a minute left. Party's over, man. And Columbus dominated them in the third period. They're at home tonight. They got to take care of business, set up a game seven. I think they will. I, th- I think they will. Uh, I Columbus so. have uh, played well so. under pressure. So. Yep. It's a winnable game uh, for them. It's going seven. It's going seven. Just like, you know, Toronto took them to seven. I think they'll go to seven here. Boston aren't great, but they're just better. They they're just ways. better and they're good enough. They're yeah, so they're not going to blow they're anyone out. Grizzled. Grizzled. Exactly. They've been, they've been down this road before these guys. But I think Columbus can pull it out tonight. At the minus 125, and you have Colorado and the Sharks. And I believe, you know, coming into this, I thought that, you know, Colorado's team speed and they had a good thing going here. But, you know, you, you see San Jose just aren't going to be denied right now, Cam. And I think San Jose are going to finish them off. They have two chances to do it. You do You take them tonight, and then you take them one more time uh, after. But I think SJ Sharkey gets it done on the road tonight, plus 110. That's where we differ. I'm on like Columbus. I have, I, I think Colorado wins tonight. Uh, it was a very, very tight game against San Jose. The last game you said it though, man, uh, Timo Meyer from San Jose, one of the role players really stepped up and got it done for them. But I think both home teams tonight in hockey, that's what we got to do. So I think both series go to seven, Gabe, very small favorites at home. I'm taking them both. Need them both. Uh, NBA basketball here this evening. You have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is uh, Marcus Smart is back. And, you know, Marcus Smart does a lot of things for the Boston Celtics, actually. I think this is going to be a massive addition uh, back to the lineup. You never know how healthy somebody is when it's their first game back uh, and what he can contribute. Uh, but Marcus Smart's one of their best players. That You know, they've got star players, but there's always a guy on a team that just does all the little things. Marcus Smart is that guy. Um, Milwaukee have gotten it going right now. Milwaukee are like so many other teams in the modern NBA. They're just so heavily dependent on a three-point shot. But they're pretty damn good at it. You know, they have a, they have this new, they're an analytic team. I mean, they have the recipe down of basically Greek Freak takes it to the rack. I mean, a guy took 22 free throws the other night. Greek Freak takes it to the rack and they, or they pop a three. And either one is kind of tough to stop because you're not stopping a Greek Freak in the paint. And, it is. you know, they're going to shoot at 40% from three-point land. They're a tough team to deal with. They're not unbeatable. Boston season is on the line tonight. Um, I think they bounce back. Now, listen, I had them on Friday, and it was a mistake. I should have split it. I could have rolled it over because I, I would have been right on the late game. But, yeah. you know, I don't even like the Celtics. I don't like betting on teams I don't like. I don't hate them or anything. But I think, you know, I thought Boston could hang with these guys. And 
I still think they can. I think Marcus Smart coming back uh, tonight is going to be a big difference maker. I don't think the Celtics lose two consecutive games on their home court. I'm with you. No, in the last game, they were leading for a while. Just when Milwaukee took that lead, they wouldn't be denied. Another thing, uh, you know, you talked about it. The Greek freak gets every call in the book, too. You want to talk about it? It's, like, unbelievable. Sometimes I thought the Celtics played good defense and he got calls, but this is what we talk about with the modern NBA. These stars, it's going to get calls. The league's a big fan of them. So, But tonight, Boston, you said it was smart. They got to take care of business. Veteran team understands a must-win game. Give me the Celtics as well. You're only laying one point. Take them on the money line. Let's roll. And uh, the big game uh, tonight, of course, is uh, Houston. Houston and Golden State, in which uh, Steph Curry uh, struggled on Saturday night. Uh, 17 points, uh, three rebounds, uh, four assists, but just 7-23 from the field, including 2-9. Uh, from three-point land. And I'll tell you what, you know, from a betting uh, perspective, I played Curry tonight, the prop over. Uh, Curry's going to go over the 24.5 points scored uh, tonight. He's been struggling. I mean, there's no there's no disputing it. In fact, it's a little alarming. In fact, you have to go back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games, man, that he hasn't scored more than 24.5 points. In this series, he scored 18 points in game one, 20 points in game two, and just 17 points in game three. For an average player, that'd be, like, pretty good. But for Steph Curry, not for him. Curry's struggling a little bit, but the guy's guy's good enough that I'm willing to back him and buy in right now. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. decisions we're getting into some NBA DFS uh, uh, so we'll you know we'll we'll put together a team pretty much correlated with our props although we have a few star players uh, in our props I think we can still uh, put it together uh, here one guy that went off uh, the other night was Eric Gordon Eric Gordon went off uh, for what like 30 points um, his prop tonight was 18 and a half uh, he's averaging he's averaging 24 points a game actually uh, in the series, he's been very, very good in the playoffs, but he's lit it up in this series. So he had 30 points uh, the other night. He had 15 in game two, and he had 27 in game one. His prop tonight is 18 and a half points uh, for uh, for Eric Gordon. Uh, let's see. I have it here. Hopefully, I didn't get stiffed on this one, too. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Eric Gordon. I got Igudala over 10 and a half. We'll share all of our uh, player props. Uh, with you as we put together a lineup. Uh, Cam, you're going to put together a hockey lineup, two games uh, tonight in the NHL. Yep. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. You're reading my mind. I just started uh, to do that. I do have a hockey lineup with attention to detail with uh, Columbus because I think they can get it done tonight and uh, some uh, Colorado players tonight too. So, yeah, the two games makes it easier. It's hard with the single-game showdown, as you talked about with the captain. I don't like that format. At least with two games, we could take our bets and the props, what we do, and uh, build a team. So I'm there. Also, Gabe, on the weekend, it was unbelievable stuff. Um, 
kind of tricked myself. I thought I won a couple thousand dollars, but when I checked my account, the guy who won on the PGA, Max Max Homa, I had him top 20 and top 10, but didn't even take five or $10. I usually do the win and then the two, but I guess I didn't really have faith in him winning, but I had him top 10 and top 20, which paid like 400 bucks. But do you know his odds on our, uh, Odd Shark were 300 to one to win the Wells Fargo? And he did in style. He smashed them, beat down Rory McIlroy on Sunday, Duffner, all the big wigs, Max Homa, kid from Cal, same school as Aaron Rodgers, kick-ass golfer. He's really coming into his own. And watch out, this is exactly what happened with Brooks Kepka. Once you get that first win, you start to rise to the top. So we'll see a lo- see how Max Homa does <laughs> moving forward. Good, good player. Real good player. Under pressure. Like, Great job by his good caddy, stu- too. Good stuff. Great so what, you weren't sure? You, yeah. you thought maybe you put uh, a couple of bucks? Yeah. Uh, I had him top 10 and top 20, but Gabe, he's still 30 to one top, uh, top 10. So that worked out well. I went put like 10 bucks on it. 300 bucks. <laughs> nice. For top nice. 10. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. yeah it was really cool. Uh, and I, I'm telling you, I, I really like wa- watching what the caddy did. He really helped him out. He kept it loose. Uh, his butt. It was all, it was like his best friend there. Guy didn't get into trouble. Uh, Gabe, Rory McElroy, he put like balls in the water and stuff. It's weird, man. And I'm telling you these Sunday matchup bets where you take these kids against these like established players you're getting them at like plus 300 in matchup bets and they're winning against the big dogs a lot of the time it's really weird all right um i believe we've got uh bobby boston yeah bob from there boston from mike, got, mike the sixer fan gotta, to think, bob, he li- bob gotta think he likes the bruins tonight in the celtics guy got a thing don't even boston don't Barley, even need dude. to ask him no, yeah, who do you like tonight to bob, bob mr boston hi cam hey bob you guys are funny guys so who How do you like doing? boston or columbus Boston, of course. I told you that this morning. Yeah, Boston. And, and then, Boston of course, Celtics, Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, I like Milwaukee. Whose life was as easy as we could read Bob's mind. We'd all be rich. When's your birthday, Bob? Yeah, I'm going well, to uh, get you a nice, uh, we'll send you to the local tattoo shop in uh, Vermont. Yeah, You get a nice big B logo no, on your arm. No, I, I don't want like Boston tattoos. logo. I don't like tattoos. Nah. No, get New York Yankee logo or New York Giant logo. I just cheer for What's, the team I don't like. I don't like those other teams. Look at what do you have against the Milwaukee the Bucks? Guys. Huh? What do you have against the Milwaukee Bucks? No, I don't like Bucks. that team. I never liked that team. The Columbus Blue Jackets. I like the Milwaukee Brewers, though. They're the team. Yeah, Milwaukee Brewers, Brewers? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. They're all right, Bob. And Toronto Raptors are going to win their series, too. I hope. See, Bob, now now, now we're talking. Uh, that's that's good. I like that. I like Toronto I like... Raptors, I told you. Yeah, you heard uh, like earlier the on the show. Maple Leafs. I'm sorry. Sammy Sixer, a.k.a. I'm Mike sorry. Blewett. Mike Blewett's a big Sixer guy. And I like I do like the Seattle Seahawks, too. Hey, Bob. I love that team. You're speaking my language. I like you're trying to butter me up now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. I yeah, now, like now your helmet. I like your helmet. Look at your Remember beautiful helmets up there. Remember this one, buddy, from like a long time ago? Too. Oh, yeah, no, that's the yeah. one. Like, you gave me that one. You gave that's me that the one. You gave one. me this helmet from a. No, that's the old one, Bob. Like, look at that. Look at that. That's the old Sammy the Seahawk. We got yeah, that. Yeah, that's the, the old one. I like Montreal the old one, too. When he was doing a show. That's with guys, Steve like, Largen. Steve Largen yeah. used to wear that. Yeah, I love that helmet. Yeah, they, it's a they had a big team back then, too, you know. Yeah, they got like every Seahawk helmet there, Cam. Yeah, it doesn't fit on the top one, 
with all the stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't I like the from, uh, pennant to your right. So I don't like that team. Yeah, it's okay there, Bob. But yeah, maybe I'll put the old one up there. I like it more anyway. But uh, Gabe gave me that a long time ago. He's doing a radio show, Bob, in Montreal, and it was really yeah. weird. It was just like a bunch of like Montreal like hockey memorabilia, but the only they had a Seahawks helmet there, like out of all the teams. <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, okay, thanks, man. Like the Prez. <laughs> the Prez is good, too. I like the Prez. I like talking. I wish I could have talked to Mike Lewitt. He likes talking to me. Especially when I give him my line notes for the NFL, remember? Right, Gabe? Yeah, well, <laughs> you can call back when the NFL season starts, Bob, and speak to Mike. I right? know. I can't wait. It's coming sooner than we think, right? It always comes. Yeah. Hey, Gabe, are you the busy on May 31st? Am I busy on May 31st? Why? What's on May for 31st? Yeah, it's a Friday. It's a Yankee against the Red Sox team. I don't know. Do you go there? Uh, Me and my brother got to be there. We're going by bus. Yeah, yeah. We're going to buy a bus trip. Oh, you are? Oh, it's the Yankees and uh, Red Sox, yeah. Yeah, It might be a bunch of call, actually, Bob. You go to the Yankees that day? Yeah, I might be around on the Friday, but I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh. Okay, oh, so you're finally you can, coming back home to, to New York? see me and my brother? We're going to be down okay, there. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to the Bronx. So I can't guarantee I'm going to the Bronx that day. You can come visit okay, us in the well, studio if you want. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game starts at 7 o'clock. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I can't wait. Have a good I don't one, have Bob. to drive. Okay. Go, go yeah, we'll see you. Well, um... I like what Bob said. Am I going to come see him in the Bronx? You can come see me, Bob, in the studio if you want. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like, it's like my friends, too. It's like they planned things two months ago. How the hell do I know where I'm going to be on, like, that day? You know what I mean? Like, anything could come up. Like, I don't like making plans that far in advance, Gabe. It's uh, it's tough. You know what I mean? Let May alone 31st. there. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah I, I, all I know is one thing, though. Memorial Day, uh, It's uh, I think it's on the 27th, that the week of that Monday. So maybe Bob's doing a, a real road trip there. He wants to hang out and party all week in New York. Uh, my deal is, too, who knows with the Toronto Raptors, right? Toronto Raptors could be playing basketball then. The NBA Finals could be around then, or the Eastern Conference semi, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. I haven't been to Raptor playoff game yet, but we'll see what happens. I'll be in Toronto next weekend. We'll see. I usually have bad luck uh, for these things as far as how the schedule plays out. Uh, I'm going to be busy Saturday afternoon, but I don't know. I have a weird feeling there's a good chance the Raptors are playing at home next Sunday. Because, look, if they're playing Milwaukee, they won't have home court advantage. Milwaukee will. But to be honest, Cam, I might just stay anyways and just sort of, like, if I'm there on Saturday and Sunday and it's like, yeah, the Raptors are playing Monday or or if it's, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I could do the show for a day or two, whatever. Uh, from from a hotel well, what or I, whatever. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Like, even if you had to come here, or whatever, and do a show, I got my table here. Like, I don't know, whatever, how you want yeah, to do, do it. The, but do, yeah, do the afternoon show with you exactly. Like, I could figure it out. You just come over with so, a computer and, like, you know, it's pretty simple. Now that we got all this stuff going yeah, on. If I'm there, like I said, I'm hoping that the timing works out well. I get there next Saturday, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. So this is. In other words, the Raptors are going to have to get into the next round, obviously, for this to happen, you know? Correct. But if they're into the next round, I should be there around when they're playing. I should be able to, to figure it out and uh, and get a Western an Eastern Conference uh, Finals uh, game in. Even though I've already been to an Eastern Conference Finals game, I'd like to be in a game with the Raptors clinching the trip to go to the finals. That'd be a nice party. 
you know, leaving the arena all happy. Hey, we're going to the finals, but we've we've left yeah. that arena many times not happy. So it'd be a nice change if, <laughs> if it was happy. Uh, Leafs regular season win. Yay. How about something in the playoffs? Yeah, I've uh, big games in that arena. Tough to come by, but I'll give all the, the, the people I'm a lot of credit. I've left happy for, uh, a few times, but more often times, than not, not a, yeah. It's been, not nearly enough. There's been more misery than happiness. Hate Only because for some reason, yeah, I've been I've been there for the end a few times. <laughs> so with LeBron, like LeBron in the Cleveland games, those are the daggers, man. Yeah. Those were the years. They hurt. Yeah, yeah. Those 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 were some daggers. Um, but uh, LeBron's not in the playoffs right now. We didn't have Kawhi Leonard uh, before. Exactly. So you know, Kawhi Leonard's an assassin right now. It's crazy the series prices, how they're flipping and going back and forth, and they're all over the place. But uh, the Raptors, who were minus like 230 uh, before, when it started, and, and uh, when they were down two games to one, the Raptors were plus 106 yesterday. Wow. So they were plus wow. 106 yesterday afternoon. Oh, man. That's crazy. Now the Raptors are minus 260 again. It goes that high. That's so crazy, man. Crazy, yeah. yeah the, the swing. The market. Same thing, you know. Swing. You know, Cam, after the Boston Celtics won game one, the Milwaukee Bucks were minus 118 to win the series. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the best way to gamble, man. We talked They're about minus 650 series. today. They come into tonight, the Bucks are minus 650 to win the series right now. Think about what you said. Think about what you said. So they win just two games in a row, and you go from a pick em to minus 650. That's nuts. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you almost want to take when you're taking a series bet, you hope. You don't want your team to lose the first game, but it offers a lot of value if it does, and then you could just snap it up, Gabe. These series bets are the way to go, man, if you got patience, sure. You know, I like uh, I like the Denver Nuggets actually on a series price. I see the minus 152. Denver Nuggets, minus 152. Uh, you don't have to sweat out your game and stuff, but they just got to win two in the next uh, three games. All right, Hall of Fame, Doc, and Jerry Bailey join us next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. After continues, Fantasy Sports Radio, Television uh, Networks, iHeart uh, Radio, American Forces Radio Network, uh, Sports Byline Affiliates, and everything else in between. I am Gabriel Morenci in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34. Joe Ranieri is in Miami, Florida. Uh, we've been very, very fortunate uh, over the last couple of days to have the uh, the top uh, names in the in the game uh, join us from uh, Top Pletcher this morning with Dane and Joe. Mike Smith uh, joined us on the show last week. Uh, fortunate that Jerry Bailey could take time to join us. Uh, we can't read all of Jerry's accomplishments because we don't have 10 hours. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest jockeys ever to uh, to mount a horse, two-time Kentucky Derby uh, winner, Jerry Bailey, NBC Sports Analyst, uh, joins us. Jerry, good morning. I know you've been really busy. Thanks for joining us this morning, sir. How you doing? Good, Joe. Gabe, how you guys doing? We're doing okay. Well, you know what? I had maximum security in my pocket, Jerry, so I could be better, but... 
Well, let, let me ask you this. Uh, do you, how many races a year do you guys watch? Just like the big ones? No, I'm actually, no. Um, I'm in between. So I'm sort of, uh, I go to the Meadowlands racetrack every day. And I bet on the sports over there. So I'll play the ponies every, you know, on Saturday nights, live racing. I've owned, I owned a, a harness uh, a racer last, last year over at Woodbine and Georgian Downs. So I'm sort of in between a lifer and a casual guy. All right. So what did you think? I thought when it was you, the right choice. I thought it was the right choice. Okay. I think, okay. you know, for the safety of everybody, how just how catastrophic it could have been. And me and Joe talked about it. It doesn't matter what I think. Go up and ask you. But, Jerry, can you imagine if horses died at Kentucky Derby and jockeys died? Then a horse racer would get shut down. I think we were very yeah, close so, to disaster and catastrophe. No, you're, you're right. First of all, it's a shame it happened in the, in the first place. I mean, and it's also a real shame that maximum security, who was clearly the best horse in the race, you know, didn't get the victory. I mean, it's tough for the fans, the betters, the owners of this horse. But I, as you said, I think it was the right call. Um, you know, it's a lot like driving. You know, you've got to stay in your lanes. I mean, we don't have strikes out there. But uh, we know as riders when we're in a lane, and we know when we change. And just yeah. like driving, you've got to have proper clearance. We can change lanes, but you have to have proper clearance. And there's the added element when you clear, when you think you're trying to clear somebody, that the horse's legs reach out. Like when you're walking in a crowd, you know, you've got to leave the guy in front of you a little clearance. You're going to step on his heel. Personal and, space know, is still personal space, even in this race. So what do you say? To Dean Way Lucas, it says, hey, I've been run off the track numerous times in this race and didn't complain about it after. That seems to be a very minority type of take that, you know, hey, you know, the President Trump, uh, political correctness, let them run. It's a rough race. What do you say to the old, old guard that anything goes out there? And, like, you've been in this spot. You've, you know, you've been in this middle of controversy at the Derby and bumping and stuff. You know this stuff happens, but was this just at like a whole other case to the extreme uh, on Saturday? Well, as you pointed out, this could have been catastrophic. The day before they ran the Oaks, which is the female version of the Kentucky Derby. Shortly after they left the starting gate, number seven, Jaywalk crossed over in front of a positive spirit. Positive Spirit clipped the heels of the horse jaywalk and fell. Fortunately, it was just out of the gate, and the horses were like in a line across the track, so there was no trailing horses. That's not the case uh, in the Kentucky Derby. Had War of Will or Long Range Toddy or any or, or Bodie Express fall, fallen, can you imagine the pileup behind them in, in, in that particular situation? It, it could have been horrible. Yeah. So... The stewards, by the letter of the law and rule of law on the racetrack, made the right call because maximum security on the lead shifted lanes at the top of the stretch without proper clearance, causing interference to number one, War of Will, who in turn caused interference to number 18, Long Range Toddy, and then number 21, Bodie Express. If you look at the film, War of Will's legs were all up in between maximum security when he came out in front of him. I mean, he could, he could have easily fallen. So it's a safety issue. Hey, Jerry, I got to, I mean, listen, a lot of people too, the narrative now is, you know, why 20 horses? Like, and, and why do we have auxiliary gates? Like, can't we come up with a gate that's like 20 across that everyone starts in the, pretty much on the same angle? Because if, if you're game winner right now, 
you know, game winner was on the outside um, uh, along there with Country House. If he would have maintained that trajectory, we'd probably be having a different conversation right now. But unfortunately, out of the auxiliary gate, cuts hard left into the middle of everyone else and, and gets buried. So what do you say to people say, hey, why 20 horses? Like, sh shouldn't we be cutting down on the horses here? Well, I, I, would, I would answer that. Uh, it's Churchill Downs call there. But if you look back over history, with all the crowding and, and uh, bumping that goes on, the best horse almost always wins. Almost always. That's what's fascinating time, to me about that, Jerry. Wins. I was thinking about that last yeah, night. I, mean, I was in an Uber. I was do. thinking that. <laughs> you, you look at what they do when they go back and run the Preakness with 14 horses. The, the same horse usually wins or finishes in front of the horses that, that he beat before. Um, and then you go on later on in the year. The, the best horse usually wins the Kentucky Derby. Um, uh, look, 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 look it. I mean, you could have trouble in, I've had trouble in a five horse field, you know, when they're, cause everybody's looking at everybody else. And, you know, certainly lots of trouble in 12 and 14 horse fields, inquiries and fouls happen every week in racing and they're not near the 20 horse field. So it's up to the riders to maintain straight courses. And the more that the stewards who are like police force on the track, they're watching these races. The more they let stuff get by, then the more the jockeys will get by, will try and get by with. Just like speeding, if there's no speed limits and they don't enforce them, then more people are going to speed. So they had to make a stand, they had to make a call, and it was clearly interference. So I think it was the right call. Uh, Mr. West is, uh, is appealing now, and you know he's very, very unhappy. And I guess the word was was a disgrace, or Churchill Downs are disgraceful, and. I get that he's it's emotional right now, but is it shouldn't should he just accept this and move on? I mean, what's there to appeal right now? The appeal happened, and you know, the horsemen such as yourself and we people, you know, the the guys that have been in this game forever say it's the right decision. It's not really controversial. It's kind of it's too bad it happened, but the decision seems to be the right one, isn't it? I don't really know what there is to appeal right now. I guess it's kind of just of a shame moving forward, but. Is it bad for the sport, Jerry? I don't think so. And I, I heard Bill Mott say, you know, it shows that we can do the right thing under the under the light. And if anything, it just has people talking about the sport, right? I don't think it's per se bad for the sport what happened. What do you think? I think all your points are valid. Uh, look, look at, I understand Mr. West, uh, his frustration here. Look, in real time. I didn't see it at first. No, nope, neither no. did my colleague Randy Moss. And so then we started looking back at the re the replays that we were uh, uh, had available to us, and then you could see after you watched it a couple times what happened. Uh, and even even I, I have so much see, respect for you, Jerry. Sorry, but I was at the Meadowlands when it happened. I had a few beers. You're in the, it's the fog of war. And this is garbage. This is BS. And you know, I didn't see anything. After I saw it a few times, and then I got back home, and you were on, and you said it was the right call. And I swear to God, I said to myself, well, Jerry says it's the right call, and Randy is saying, you guys saw it. I got nothing to complain about, and I just shut up on social media after because I didn't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the right call, especially when you look at it several times from a couple of different angles. There's, there's one angle in particular. But look, look there's another, there's a bigger point here that the, the reason that a lot of people are frustrated is the stewards who made the call they didn't even tell us that Bodie Express's jockey, John Court, I'm sorry, uh, Long Range Toddy's jockey, John Court, claimed foul. My biggest question was, why didn't the horse that was first impeded 
which was War of Will with jockey Tyler Gaffione. Why didn't he claim foul? That was my biggest question, you know, immediately after the race, because that's typically the rider that will claim foul. Well, apparently reading uh, the transcripts, his trainer, Mark Cassie, classy guy, said, look, we were eighth. You know, Mm -hmm. and Tyler told him, he said, I was impeded a lot. I almost fell, and he said, look, we finished eighth. What are we going to get? Put up to seventh. There's still no extra payday for us. <laughs> yeah. So he told the jockey, he said, don't claim foul. Top five, All baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. right, but the stewards are supposed to talk to every rider involved, and, and I don't know if they did yeah. or not. Um, I hope they did. But then they're supposed to, by agreement, relay to us at NBC, okay, here's the ones that claim foul. Here's what they said. Here's what we're looking at. It's and too bad. After the fact, here's our, here's our de- decision, and this is why. All they did was hold a press conference a couple hours later and took no questions, and, and I think that's a bad move by the stewards. Yeah, I think it's, just, it's too bad now. And now, uh, Mr. West has announced he's not going to be running in a Preakness, so that that's sort of disappointing. And now to sort of have this lingering effect over the next two races. Yeah, well, well, that's not a surprise uh, because maximum security had you know had he been awarded the victory that he earned. I, I believe he would have gone to the Preakness. But this is a horse that exerts a lot of energy. And, and prior to this, his third win of his life, he won by 18 and a half lengths. And the trainer, John Service, wasn't sure he was going to run him in the Florida Derby because that effort took so much out of him. He ultimately did run him in the Florida Derby, and he won that. And that was with a month, I think it was maybe over a month rest. So it didn't surprise me when he was disqualified that they wouldn't run him back in the Preakness because of that more than just sour grapes. If anything, and I'll, I'll say this, and John, I don't know if you got anything on the way out, but there's always so much talk, Jerry, about, oh, the horse racing industry and this, and, oh, it's bad and that and this. As somebody that goes to the Madlands Daily, and, like, I play sports over there, too, but I'll play the ponies as well. Place is full every day, man. And, you know, we seem there seems to be a big passion for the sport of horse racing still. Jerry, where, where's the sport at right now? I know it wasn't the best of summer over at the best year over at Santa Anita, this past yeah, year, but yeah. where where's the sport of racing at right now, in your opinion? Well, the way I, I look at it, uh, the total sport is in a bit of decline, as in boxing, but our big events are bigger than ever. Yeah. The three Triple Crown races and our Breeders' Cup, they're as strong or stronger than ever. It's just the everyday races that are less attended, and, and that, that's a concern, uh, but the big events are still big. Jerry, it was an honor to have you on the show, sir. I'd like to do it again. Thanks for the time, my man. My pleasure. Come on. Jerry Bailey with us. Well, there it is, Joe. Hard for us to. What, what am I? How do you? How do you come back to that guy? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> like arguing baseball with Joe Torrey or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you don't. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Excellent interview. You're right, gang. It's mini-cap time for those taken to the 2019 NFL Draft. And they get introduced to their new playbooks and start study up for the 2019-20 NFL season. And for fantasy football enthusiasts and NFL gamblers, 
you guys need to start doing your homework too. If you're serious about fantasy football and wagering on NFL futures or contests, it's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts providing NFL Dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play while providing you with all the data and insight you need to be successful at the betting window. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with FNTSY, the NFL 365 fantasy football package, only at rotoexperts.com. Yeah, NFL uh, NFL fantasy football is a 365 uh, operation. It's, it's interesting. Uh, NFL.com actually sent me an email uh, today stating my uh, 2019 fantasy football leagues are ready to go. As uh, <laughs> evidently, I don't know. I mean, hey, I love fantasy football as much as anybody, but it's only May right now. Is it May 6th or May 7th? Uh, yeah, whatever it is. And yep. Colonel Kurtz tweeted me instead of, no, no, I've already done a draft. So uh, Colonel Kurtz has done a draft. Our boy Kyle Hamburg just did a mock draft. So it's true. It never really is too early to start kicking the tires. And I was actually thinking about that. It is time to start digging in and start looking for the futures. The only thing is, uh, like our boy Paul Bovey, he played the Buffalo Bills over six and a half already. And he put $5,000 on it. So he put five dimes on the Buffalo Bills at over six and a half, which I like the bet. I like the Bills to win more than six and a half football games uh, this year, but it's real ballsy to do it right now, man. You know, you never know when somebody's going to go down in training camp. Every year, a couple of quarterbacks get hurt in camp or preseason. There'll be a running back, a big time running back that'll get hurt, a big time wide receiver. Somebody's getting suspended. It happens every year. You know, TMZ video, PDs, this, that, another thing. And no, this year will be no different. There's always just sort of a couple of curveballs that are thrown. I always find, like, if you're going to bet a future now at this time of the year in the NFL, then if you're going to you bet an under. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I think this team goes under because it's not like anything really good is going to happen to a team between now and then. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not getting it's anyone else. Like, Jerry Rice isn't coming. You know what I mean? Like. What can happen? The draft has already happened. Maybe other players in their division can get hurt. That's a possibility. But I always just have a hard time betting an NFL future before the preseason's done. I'll also say this, Gabe. If you had $5,000 of disposable cash in, you know, you wanted to walk around uh, to the book, you might have bet Buffalo Bills over six and a half. It's also, you know, thinking about the cash, the situation you have, how you're going to allot that cash, how many futures you're going to do. How many leagues you're going to join? There's a lot of things. Well, the Hell, number might I, not be six and a half by then, too. I mean, it's steaming up. It's like minus bit. 180 or something. It might get up to seven, right? So he got it at six and a half minus 140. He actually moved it like 30 or 40 cents after he bet it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Jacksonville. That was the thing. Like, if I'm thinking about doing it, I actually want to pull the trigger there now because I think uh, it's probably going to go uh, down, uh, not up. I, I, I like the under there with Nick Foles and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I like Bovey's pick. I think the bills with their defense are going to win games alone. Another year under the belt. I, I really like what this team could do. You don't want to play this team right now. Defensively, they're going to murder you. This is where, this is where you got to do some shopping around. And as uh, Pete just tweets in, he's listening. Obviously he says, bet Chris has a seven for the bills now. See, see that man. Good. And there was, there was even a, a six briefly out there. I think at Cantor gaming. 
There was that wow. six. Then it was like six and a half, and then it started to get shaded up. Bills yeah. are a trendy team with, with Sharks coming into this year. He hit the NASCAR today? No, but I actually did like uh, freaking Truex Jr. No kidding. I really did. I'm not even shitting you. Whatever, dude. But they laid dollars short.